You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another day of game shows and fun games and prizes. This is Packernet After Dark, actually. Hi. Uh, we got some new callers today, so we're going to start with that. I don't know exactly how this is going to go. JJ might have dropped a little something-something about this is Brian Gutekunst's phone number. I'm guessing nobody fell for that. But if they did, we're going to find out in about 10 seconds. So, um... Clickety-clackety, get the buttons going here, rock and roll, let's do this. All right, thanks for the call, sir. Have a great day. Hello. Oh, Lord. This is Jack Way. I've been saying my JJ, and I just wanted to tell you. <laughs> what is this world? Go Pack Go. Wow. Woo. <laughs> oh, that last part got me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, what was the grandpa's name from uh, Family Guy? That woo. That was the only thing I could think of with that little woo there at the end. Is, uh, you know, you know the guy. What you doing over there? You know that guy? Hey, paper boy. <laughs> well... Half of his name is Herbert, so <laughs> we might just go with that. Kind sir, your name is now Herbert. All right, we can officially actually start the show now. Again, a little bit behind, but we're gonna we're gonna rock and roll. See if we can't get caught up. Hey Ryan, it's Garrett. Hey Garrett. Uh, here's my feelings about how uh, tell me your feelings. Trade deadline has come and gone. All right. Um, Duke goes out and buys some of those real fancy uh, wagyu. Japanese steaks. Oh yeah, and hands it over to a first-year coach who goes out and wins thirteen and three, thirteen and three, thirteen and four. Uh, all the while, this steak is uh, on the grill, cooking and mm-hmm. cooking and cooking, and uh, they finally take it off the grill and it's burnt. I feel mm-hmm. like the talent that Gute went out and got. Uh, was not properly tended to. Off the grill in time for right. uh, Am I with to you enjoy or? it. I feel Am like I? we missed our Super Bowl chances, and I might be lost. This coaching staff has uh, come close 
it, it, we did enjoy some great seasons, but uh, they definitely have lost this team, it feels like, and uh, LaFleur has burned the stake. I feel like this team is uh, definitely looking like uh, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving where it's just popcorn, burnt toast, and uh, everybody's looking at like, oh, come on, really? So I don't know. Uh, hypothetically, I kind of think if Goot was all in, and they did uh, evidently try to get some receivers, but uh, that failed. But uh, I don't know if they were going to rebuild and be sellers. I just I would have felt a lot better about them maybe trading Savage for some picks or Brandon Cooks one or the other for uh, down the line or even uh, I don't know as painful as it sounds trading Savage and Amos and putting in Rudy Ford and and Abernathy back there. Maybe we get better production than those two guys are giving us. Uh, I'm just getting real sarcastic in how I'm thinking about things. Yeah, I and get it. I understand. I don't know. Going to a dark place. So have a good one. I think not to kind of skip over all the points. Well done with the, uh, <laughs> literally well done with the analogy. If you catch my meaning there, steak, steak joke. How often do you get to make a steak joke? I think um, I think it's important for all of us to try to find a way to to start enjoying the season. Um, it's it's, and I know I'm not the greatest at this, but it is getting a little too hostile. So here's the deal, and I'm kind of talking about this a little bit tomorrow. We've we we are all Packer fans, right? And we've all got our thoughts on what exactly the situation is and what exactly is about to happen, whether or not, you know, whether we're going to turn this around or whatever. But there's still things that we can be excited about, even if that that excitement is is about the future. And you don't have to wait until the draft for to get excited about the future because the majority of this roster is the future. If you think this season is completely over and we suck and we're never going to turn this thing around, guess what? You still get to watch Christian Watson and find out if that dude's going to be a stud. You get to watch Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker and Romeo Dobbs and Samori Ture and Zach Tom. You get to watch these guys. And it's not just the rookies. It's Amari Rogers. It's uh, Josh Myers. It's John Runyon. It's A.J. Dillon. It's Josiah DeGuara. Down the line. So um, we need to find something to get excited about. And I'm kind of leaning in that direction. Not that I'm necessarily giving up, but at the very least, no matter what the outcome, if those guys I listed and more are successful, that's a net benefit for us moving forward. And we should be excited about that. And we should be cheering for that. One of the things I mentioned tomorrow, and I know this has nothing to do with um, necessarily what you're saying, but but as far as like wanting to tank the season, the, the, the biggest issue with that, from my perspective, is... Um, I understand like getting a really good draft pick is going to be awesome, but I would rather have the number 15 pick on a pretty stacked roster than the number one pick on a garbage roster, right? If all those names I listed tank and they suck, who cares if we get the number one overall pick? We're screwed. But if all those guys show some promise, but we just don't quite get it, we just miss the playoffs, or maybe we even sneak in the playoffs but get knocked out because we're kind of frauds which we might have been last year too, but that's beside the point. 
the point is we 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 as Packer fans and and here's the thing even on the the two different camps that we're doing too much infighting right now too much fighting between the sides pro Rodgers anti Rodgers pro we're going to turn it around anti we're going to suck and whatever there's a lot of common ground here and we got to start finding those things in the season that we can be excited about and and forging ahead so if that means cheering for only the guys that are future guys and getting jacked up for the 2023 draft class, then do that. Then do that. And I'm not saying if we lose to the Lions, you can't come on here and be like, you can do that. I'm going to do that. But at some point, we got to like, we can't do this every day. You know what I mean? So um, I feel you. I'm frustrated. This sucks. I wanted it to be better. But we got to find some way to squeeze joy out of this team that we love. That's where I'm at. So, uh, yeah. Did I address anything you said? Probably not. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I felt I, I found that to be profound, so I said it on the podcast and then hijacked your question and said it here. Welcome to my show where I do whatever I want. But, Garrett, you know I love your calls, man. Keep them coming. Tommy boy, what's going on, man? You keep posting things on Twitter. Yes, I do. Leaving a phone number for me to call. Okay. Luckily, I have it saved in my contact. Well, that's However, great. they lost the game but won the heart. Yeah. Uh, I would say <laughs> that's not true at all. What? A lot of people are just heartbroken. No. I'm still holding the flag that they can turn the season around and make something of it. The white flag or what? Never. They never. Any given Sunday. R-E-L. <laughs> No, sorry, something got caught in my throat there. <laughs> anyway. You got uh, two or three. That's not bad. Yeah, um, a lot of people are just so upset with the fact that the Packers did nothing during this whole whatever it was, trade yeah, deadline, trade deadline, whatever. And uh, just hearing everybody play, moan, and another word that isn't a nice thing to say when people are complaining and moaning. But that's what they're doing. I understand. But the Packers small market have a lot of money in people who won't be here in the next couple of years shot themselves in the foot beginning of this year uh it's kind of too late to really do anything make a big splash well yeah i don't understand why people are like so obj wanting to trade Sorry. for a wide receiver like oh yeah a nice shiny toy that is going to be misutilized or uh, I don't get it. not have rogers trust immediately We'll see them do good. <laughs> I don't know. But people got their hopes up, and this is what happened. I just hope they can turn. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could go on another 20-minute rant about that, but I'm going to try not to. Um, I, I The bottom line is people are mad. They wanted it, they didn't get it, so they got mad. Um, there's really no rationalizing beyond it. People were screaming we need to draft wide receivers. We did, and then it's like, nope, screw that. We need to get free agent wide receivers. We did that. Nope, screw that. We need to trade for a wide receiver. Well, I'm not going to do that. Ah, right, you jerk! How could you not do that? You never listen to me? Come on, man. My family's not here, so it's going to be a very yelly episode. I don't get to yell a lot. I mean, I can, but then I'm going to get text messages. Why are you yelling? Is everything okay? You're scaring the children. And I just would rather enjoy yeah. Rather avoid that if I can, but they're gone. I can yell as much as I want to. It's my party, and I can yell if I want to. 
Yo, Ryan, I'm just sitting in traffic listening to Whoa. the complaint episode of Whoa. So Don't sit in traffic. I figured I'd give my call because I agree with everyone. So right. trades should have happened at the deadline, and it simply pisses me off that no trade happened. Well, trades did happen. Like, you know how many third-round picks we could have gotten for our receiver cord? <laughs> cord. I don't know what I'm saying there. It's all right. But seriously, we should have traded away all, all our receivers. Yeah. And gotten all the third-round picks we can. Right. Like, seriously. Load up. Traded for a third. Randall Cobb? Just to be, you know, I, I haven't thought about this, but this is profound. Think about it. Trade away Lazard for Amari Rogers. Freaking genius. That's, that's, that is genius. Not really a bust, but trade him for a third. To be fair, though, I don't know that we get a third for all these guys. Some of them might be like a fourth or a fifth, but but carry on. Christian Watson? Bust. He's been injured a lot. Sucks. Trade him for a third. Garbage. Out of here. Loser. We should have made a move. By the way, Dobbs, trash. You know how I know? Because everybody wanted to, <laughs> to trade for a wide receiver. That dude's trash. Samori Ture's trash. Christian Watson's trash. Lazard is trash. Watkins is trash. They're all trash. They suck. They're garbage. Nobody said this until the trade deadline. Then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, yeah, they all suck. Hopefully, after this game, everyone will go back to that thing where they're like, I love our rookies. They're so good. I like that better than when they said they sucked and we needed to trade for some mid-rate, Steelers wide receiver that nobody has ever talked about ever in the history of the universe. Get rid of all our wide receivers. Yep. I, I, I think that would have been a good idea. And then we could have had a boatload of third round picks that can all be busts for the Green Bay Packers. Dude, we rocked the third round so and hard. And by bust, I mean Hall of Famers. Right. Let me clarify that. Dude, you talk trash Don't. about Josiah DeGuara one more time on this podcast, and I will ban you. Do you understand me? There will be no Josiah DeGuara slander on this Anyways, podcast. Yep. Aaron. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about my guy, Josiah. Hey, Ryan. Hey, man. Seth. <laughs> you got to, like, chameleonize these things, you know? Go with the flow a little bit. Thinking that, uh, I was getting all the calls from the rest of the other day, and uh, and I know I'm complaining, and but but just reminiscing more than anything. Okay, I'm thinking about it. It's kind of like uh, average Joe's versus uh, Globo Gym Purple Cobras. We are the Globo Gym Purple Cobras, and we will, we will rock you. It was from Dodgeball. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's like that all-star effect, you know, like LeBron James gets all the calls because he's an all-star. So I just feel like the Packers are so bad that the rest are starstruck of the Bills. Maybe that's a stupid take, but I don't know. Kind of how I feel. Um, another thought, Roger said in his uh, media session today that in the past they had every receiver could play any position so they could switch between X and Y and whatnot and, and how when Christian Watson went down in the last game there, it totally changed the game plan because they don't have every receiver learning every position this year. Right. I'm curious as to why that would be. I mean, I know Devontae was great, but the other receivers aren't, you know, 
all of our receivers are on par with our two through four or five receivers the last few years. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that. It would make sense to me that they still be able to know each receiver position, but that's all. Um, I don't recall the comment, but I have a feeling it has to do with um, capabilities, you know, as far as Al Nazard can do anything. You know, it's it's not like, you know, a ranking of how good they are. Like, you can be the number one or the number two or the number three. Al Nazard can be the X, the Y, or the Z, meaning you can do different things because of your capabilities. And w- with the younger guys, maybe they're just not quite on that level yet. would be my only thought. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hey, Ryan, this is Nico. Hello. So, you know, um kind of just listened to another podcast talking about the trades. And, yeah, there's a lot of big moves going on. Honestly, the only one I'm a little bit jealous about is the is the freaking Vikings getting T.J. Hawkinson, man. I'll tell you, I, I would have loved to have him. Um, honestly. It's a little weird for me, honestly, um, for everybody involved. I, I mean – they they kind of have a decent tight end. This is a slight upgrade at tight end, but they're also more of a spread out kind of offense now. So, I don't know. I could see before where that you wanted like two tight ends to kind of do stuff. Now, I, I I it's just kind of weird. I guess because you're doing so well, you feel like this is kind of our all in push, and and the one thing we're missing is just that dominant tight end, but. Hawkinson isn't really a dominant tight end, so I don't really understand it. And from the from the Detroit Lions standpoint, I, what, what are you doing? Even if he's not super dominant, how many good quality to borderline high quality players do you have that you can just start dealing them away? And it's not like you have so many high price contracts where it's like, dude, we just we can't afford to pay him. Yes, you can pay the guy. Who cares? So I, I, I don't understand it. The only thing I like about it is it's going to be ammunition for any time I try to say something and somebody's like, you would never trade inside the division, you idiot. And I'm going to be like, okay, stupid. Here's an example. Now shut up and get out of my face. I hate that so much. Same with the draft. This is why the, I love the Vikings this year because they did that twice in the draft. They would. You can't trade up with someone in your own division. Why would they give you that? You're such so stupid. What are you, stupid? You don't know anything? You stupid or what? Are you stupid? Shut up. Leave me alone. Okay? It makes sense for both teams. Why wouldn't you do it? I'm just saying it doesn't make sense for either team. But I, I, I find it odd. But I guess good for the Vikings if it pans out. It sucks for us if it pans out. Lately, I've been thinking the offenses that are the hardest to move or hardest to stop are the ones with the Kittle. Now, they don't use him like they should. The Kelsey, you know, Gonzalez. You have a tight end that's unstoppable, then it makes everybody better. It makes your receivers, your running back, everyone better because no one can stop a guy like Kelsey, you know. And I don't know if Hawkins, unless you tell me Hawkinson grades out crap and he's a crap, you know, tight end, then I feel better. Um, he's not crap, but he's not Kittle. Uh, you're you're definitely right though. There there seems to be a correlation between, at least with the Packers, um, really good tight ends and us sucking which I kind of thought was part of the reason we got Quay, but I don't, I don't know. 
I was going to pull it up, but I changed my mind. Just just take my word for it. He's 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 good, but he's not. He's nowhere near like that level. It kind of reminds me actually of um, who did the Vikings have before that was always way overhyped, but was never actually that good. What the heck was that guy's name? Kyle Rudolph. Everybody acted like Kyle Rudolph was the most elite tight end in the world, and he was just kind of like you know good, not great. We'll see what the Vikings can do with Hawkinson. I, you know, maybe maybe they completely freaking tear it up with him. But that's kind of where I see Hawkinson in the NFL right now. It's kind of a an injury prone Kyle Rudolph. I don't know if Kyle Rudolph maybe was already injury prone. I don't know. I know where Smith is. But, um, still can't believe they did that in their own division. It is the Lions. Though. Uh, they maybe don't know that rule. Um, but yeah, I I I, I just I we just need a big uh, a big tight end. And I really like. I'm halfway through last night's after dark. And yes, we ain't drafting no defense. We got to go offense. I want some guy like Jelani Woods, who no one can stop. And you know, I was uh, a huge fan of him. Indianapolis. So what does he definitely doing want these days? that. Definitely think I hate the Vikings even more. Um, how can I say something else too? In my brain, I just made a drink and I forgot what I was going to say. Um. Sorry to hear you. So you know you were sounding real depressed, and that was kind of bumming me out. But I, I think you'll rebound. Sorry. You know, um, if I could make you a cold, fresh, powdered sank of coffee to make your, you know, woes go away, I would. But I, I can't. So okay, thank you. Just have one on me. And uh, I'm doing all right. So yeah, and as far as the game, yeah, everybody nailed it. It was nice to see him have a little heart. You know, uh, you asked what's better to what if they have a you know, stunk in the second half and been great in the first half. Yeah, that would have been worse because I think it's always better to come out and, uh, you know, say, hey, we just got a bus kick and turn that around because uh, at the end of that game, our offensive line looked like they started out running backwards. I mean, Rodgers looked like he was getting pressured every play. I was like, holy crap. And just because of Jonesy, Jonesy is freaking awesome. Can we clone him and keep it, all of his babies? Because, um, you know, I mean, the Bills, they would have – I thought they were going to score 50 and after the first quarter it looked like that, but kudos to the Packers' defense for stopping them as injured and, you know, people rejected and all. Because um, they – you know, it pisses them off that they could not only score – they could only score three points in the second half. So, uh, hey, go Pack Go and uh, go get you a thank. Jelani Woods. Eight targets, six receptions, 77 yards, and three touchdowns. The touchdowns are pretty dope insofar as he's only been targeted eight times and three of them converted into touchdowns. Six receptions, three of them were touchdowns. However, when you figure it's week eight, um, then you kind of look at it and say he's kind of just... It's almost as if they're using him as like a uh, a red zone package, you know, which isn't great. But be fine. Would have been a good pick. I like him. So if it makes you feel any better, yes, I'm. I'm trying my reverse. You're very worried about my uh, my feelings today, and I appreciate that. But I'm. I promise you, I'm doing all right, man. Here, technology on some pork chops that I'm teasing yes. uh, secret ingredients right now. Oh come on! So we're gonna we're gonna reverse. We're gonna smoke them, and then till I don't know, my ninety serum, make them fall apart. And I know that'll make me feel better. So maybe it'll make you feel better to know that I feel better. <laughs> No idea what I just said. So, hey, yeah, I got tacos going on tomorrow. That's what I do. You know how I do. Um, I should be grilling more. I'm a loser. I'm pathetic. I suck. I am ugly. You're very attractive. 
But yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta get on that, man. Hey, Ryan, it's uh, Craig from Indiana. Hey, Craig. I'm going to give a little plug uh, for uh, the Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. Thank you. I know you've been uh, talking about that. Um, I've uh, actually have been having some conversations with your your dad, Bill, and uh, he's coming up to our church in Zionsville, Indiana. I heard about that. On November 12th to speak to our men's group and talk a little bit about his testimony and uh, about the, the ministry he's doing down there in Nashville, Indiana. And I think he's also bringing one of his students up with him. So um, if there's uh, anyone interested in uh, attending who's near um, Zionsville, Indiana, maybe they could reach out to me through the uh, Packernet uh, Facebook page or something. That'd be awesome. Give some details on that. But uh, anyway, just... Um, Appreciate the work that uh, your father's doing. Appreciate the Packernet uh, supporting that ministry, and um, we'll uh, we'll talk later. Bye. Yeah, I appreciate that, Craig. And uh, it'd be awesome if you could follow up with me. I'm, I'd I'd love to hear how that went and um, and all that. Obviously, I know my dad's testimony, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to uh, even if you want to follow up personally, that'd be great. Again, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can uh, find out more about what. My dad, my stepmom are doing at FertileGroundRanch.org. Again, they've been working very, very hard on this, and I am extremely excited about uh, some of the good that um, they're going to be able to do. Hello. Hello. Is this going to be three minutes of this? JJ. All right, so here's the deal. I was going to say it was very rhythmic, but now it's not rhythmic anymore. What is this snoring? Here's the deal. This is JJ calling at 11.24 p.m. What are we listening to right now? I think it might be snoring. It is snoring. Isn't it? JJ. Wake up! JJ, wake up! I know it's a voicemail, so that doesn't work, but... I think... I think... I think he called me at 11.30 at night and is snoring. This is some great content here on the Packer Night After Dark podcast. Thank you all for calling. Uh, actually, well, we'll play this first because I'm, I'm going to forget about it, but we did just get a new caller. Who knows? Maybe they're really interested in talking to Brian Gutekunst. Hey, Ryan, I had to call in. This is Trevor, though. And with all the people talking the fire duty, fire floor stuff, I don't huh? I get it people wanted to trade, but, I mean, I don't know how to look at the numbers, but most teams don't trade, you know, off-season, draft. That is a good point that's never been brought up by me or anybody else that should be brought up. There seems to be this idea that everybody made a trade except the Packers. The vast majority of teams made didn't nothing, no trades. Maybe trade draft picks in the draft, but... Player trades, I mean, I'd wager less than half the teams make a player trade every year, and it has to be the right circumstances. And I haven't got to be talked about this yet. Roger even talked about, Roger talked about how they were in on a few, and the conversation didn't make sense. I mean, if you got the Bears offering a second round for Chase Claypool and the Packers offering a second round for Chase Claypool, they're probably going to take the Bears, A, because I know we aren't doing good this year, but at the end of the day, you're still probably expecting the Bears to have a worse record and be a better pick. And 
you don't you don't want the Packers. The Packers have been good. You don't want the Packers to be good. Where like you know we're people aren't taking that into account. I don't think the Packers element of it, which is like oh well the Rams and the other teams they get the trades. Well you know they offer stupid compensation a lot of times. Stuff that that's why they get the trade is because they're offering more than anybody else is willing to pay. Um, which just isn't a good policy in my book. And I mean Chase Claypool's poll is all right, but I don't I I just you know when, when it's the best option available people want to act like it's you know, he's got to get to the receiving back to the to our wide receiver group. Like he's he's Chase Claypool. He, yes, he has some up, he has the upside. He could be a number one, but has he shown that? I, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, he was stuck at the end of the Roethlisberger era, and now stuck with quarterback rotation. But I don't know. I think people are out of their minds. I mean, I think I think Gutenkunst has been a fantastic GM so far, free agent, drafting. Um, and I get the frustration. I mean, I'm highly frustrated, and but. I mean, I think before the thought that he's going to be fired after this year, I think we could lose the rest of the games. I don't think he would be, because um, I think he's with what he's done already. I think he's earned, uh, from the front office standpoint, earned the ability to show a team with his quarterback. He didn't pick Rodgers. He wants a quarterback that's going to throw to his open receivers. I mean, we talk about it all year. Look, there's open receivers. Rodgers isn't throwing to them, which I've noticed, you know, since before he's been there. So. I think the front office is behind him that he's going to get a chance with another quarterback, whether that's Love or somebody else. That's fair. To, uh, for us to actually be able to see his system. I mean, his system. That is a fair point. Um, even if you feel like maybe the guys aren't rallying around the coach or whatever, if you're headed toward a major turnover event, maybe not the worst thing in the world to just hold off on doing too much. You know, firing the GM, firing the head coach, firing whatever. It may extend to the defensive coordinator. I'm not entirely sure. Um, that might change some people's mind on what I'm saying, but um, maybe just hold off on that. Do kind of the reboot. A lot of this depends on if Rodgers retires and if we decide to move on, but let's just say that that's the case. You know, I I think that makes a lot of sense. So it seems like it could be something special. Um, and he, Rodgers is kind of the roadblock there. And not that we're going to be better without him, but we might not be three and five either. Um, I think he, I think, I think that's where it's going to be. He's going to get that opportunity before he's ever gone, whether that's next year or the following year. So I don't know. I just, people hate Gutenkunst because he doesn't get wide receiver, wide receiver. Well, you know what? He drafted three wide receivers, two in the first four rounds. So let's, let's cut the man's slack. Go back up. Yeah, I'm with you. Again, covered it quite a bit, so I don't need to elaborate a ton, but, but just know. I'm with you. We got a we got a new caller. It's three seconds long, so this should be a banger. Yeah. Oh, just let's play that one more time. Mmm. Yes, man. Today is a great day for calls, isn't it? We got like four butt dials, including JJ snoring. This is the best day ever. Did we take a break? Let's take a break on that. That's great. This is wonderful. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast. Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry is uh, the ministry charity we are supporting. If you'd like to find out more, fertilegroundranch.org, or you can find a link to give uh, monetarily. There's a link to, uh, for that pinned to the top of my Twitter. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. This AI thing is wild. Yeah. Um, but I understand that it knows that you are pretty active on Sunday. And it knows. Yeah. It knows. Yeah. like, hey. That's true. Even though it's not even remotely close, <laughs> Sunday. Let's talk about it. Uh, so my perfect Sunday. Let's talk uh, about it. I do like bananas. <laughs> uh, what on, is this I go show? to Baskin Robbins for my Sundays whenever I want one. Okay. I don't necessarily like the whipped cream or whatever that what? is. What? Don't like cherries. Wait. 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 We're talking about ice cream here. We're talking about sweet, gooey deliciousness. And you're telling me you're all about the bananas, but like, let's not get crazy with like whipped cream. Like, give me all the fruit, but not whipped cream. I don't understand. What are we even talking? You better, you better fix this. Not a big fan of nuts on my ice cream. That's fine. Unless it's, you know, a drumstick. I'm yeah. All down that. I'm, no I get problem. that. Uh, I prefer hot fudge. Yep. Okay. syrup, strawberries. All right. That right there. Mm, perfect Sunday. Fine. But listen. All right. Bye. Don't touch my whipped cream. All right. Tell you what. Do like me and my wife do vegetarian, meat eater, just give me all the whipped cream. Just order extra whipped cream and give it all to me. I'll figure out how to utilize it, you know? Like if she's ordering the breakfast thing and it comes with sausage, she will get sausage. She'll ask me, like, they, they'll ask her, do you want breakfast, uh, bacon or sausage? And she'll just look at me and be like, what do you want? i be like, sausage. And then she'll get it and I'll, I'll get all her sausage. It's a great situation. So what I'm telling you, Tom, is get the whipped cream and just scoop it over to me, Okay. Do not say no whipped cream, because then we can't be friends. Hey, man, Nate. Hey. Um, oh, I, I can't anymore. I can't with, with Twitter and the sunshine and rainbows people. I get it. Now I'm seeing that the Packers are going to go 3-0 and in their next um, three games, and Samori Touri as wide receiver one. What? <sighs> they just are the most infuriating people on the planet. Go back, go. Um, it's hard to be mad at the positive fans because they're trying, you know? But I, I get what you're saying. You know, I, I, I get it. I, um, 
it's it's not rooted in anything that makes sense, I think is the frustration for you and I, right? Could they go 3 and 0? Yes. Is that the most likely situation? Of course it isn't. Of course it isn't the most likely situation. It is the most unlikely situation. Well, it's one of the most unlikely situations. Actually, it might be the most unlikely situation. Was that a face mask? What am I looking at? I mean, what are the options? One win, uh, zero, one, two, or three wins. What's most likely? Two wins? Second most likely would be one win. So third most likely would be what? We we go we run the table three and zero, or that we go zero and three. Probably three and zero, considering two and one is the most likely. But I, I, it's close. It's close to being the most unlikely scenario. I should do a poll. I'm guessing most people would say 3-0 and as opposed to 0-3, but I'm curious. I shouldn't, because then people are just going to be mad at me. Why are you trying to cause problems? It's just an excuse for people to fight, and then I get blamed for starting fights. I didn't do anything. I'm just asking a question. I'm curious. I don't get the Samori Ture thing, though. The guy caught one of four passes and has, like, what, three receptions on the season? People get too weird with stuff. This, this, is, this is where... The, as you say, sunshine and rainbows people lose everybody. Because it goes from like, listen, I just like to be optimistic to I'm, I shouldn't be super mean. I was about, I almost, I almost crossed a couple lines there, but listen, for, for the sunshine and rainbows people, you got, you got to rein in some of the people that are on the extreme ends. Okay. You got to go get them. You got to go rein them in. You can't have one guy catch one pass. By the way, this is exactly what happened with Tunyon. That sparked his whole thing. He caught like one deep pass that one year, and it was like, Tunyon is the genius, greatest guy ever. Then the next year, he had like 50 touchdowns. It was like, well, he's probably number three tight end in the world, I think. Probably. Geronimo. Believe it or not, there was a period of time where Geronimo was like the next coming of Jordy Nelson. He caught like one deep contested catch, and it was like, dude, this guy guy is everything. He is the world, I think. People freak out, man. People freak out. But I, I, I still think I would rather have that. And in fact, I know for a fact I would rather have that because, because I, I've, I can interact with overly positive people and hear them say dumb stuff and just be like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. The overly negative people, they just make my blood boil. Generally, I mean, I, Mr. Negative, who officially is, is kicked off of the Facebook group, not by my doing, that was JJ's call, but... Apparently, he was just terrorizing everybody all the time because he's just constantly negative. That dude, man. And I love Mr. Negative. Don't get me wrong. We got along. And in a very, very weird way, we got along. But man, that guy just, holy cow. It's kind of like Packer Superfan, although Packer Superfan is, is nowhere near like as like just deliberately trying to get under everybody's skin kind of thing. Packer Superfan is just like, this is just how I see it. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just, this is what I think is going to happen. It's like, all right, that's cool. But man, when if you're to the point where you think Samore Ture is going to be the number one wide receiver at the top, now now don't get me wrong, it's not that you can't think that at all. There are some people that really like Samore early in the process or whatever. Like I don't know, I just thought he was really good. Some people like Dobbs all along. But if if you if the entirety of you basing him being the number one in Green Bay is on his one reception out of four, meaning three of them he didn't catch. We got to reevaluate this a little bit. You know what I mean? Or just just pump the brakes a tiny bit. It's not impossible, but he is a seventh round pick. Do you know how many great seventh round picks there are? Donald Driver, end of list. That's it. <laughs> I don't need to Google it. I don't care. I don't care if there's one or two others. 
That one guy in Seattle, was he a seventh round pick? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They don't really exist ever. Like 17 get picked every single year. They all suck since Donald Driver. So is it possible? Yes. Just like it's possible that that piece of paper is going to win me $1.6 billion. But I'm, I'm not really, I'm thinking it's probably not going to happen. You know what I mean? In fact, I got that piece of paper in my pocket right now. I don't buy lottery tickets ever. This is like the third one I've ever bought. I told her I wanted a Powerball. And she's like, do you want the da 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 I'm like, I, I don't know. I've never done this before. I said what I said. I've done it like twice, but it was a long time ago. I was like, I don't know. I've, I've never done it before. So just do what you think feels right. And then she went and got me a piece of paper with some numbers on it. So I'm feeling good about it, man. I was kind of hoping these were going to be the lost numbers. Actually, that would be terrible. You know how many people probably play those numbers? If they ever hit, that's going to be split by like a thousand people. What is that, like four, eight, 16? It's kind of like in a line, but not quite. Anyways, I got, uh, I got the numbers. It starts with 31. So if you see 31, just assume I won everything. That's all you need to know. If you see a 31 pop up first, then you will uh, never hear from me again. That's not true. I will do nothing but podcasts. I'll do 10 podcasts a day because I have nothing better to do. I will do a podcast. I will um, have $600,000 shipped to my house on a uh, helicopter, and then I will do another podcast, and then I will buy an island, and then I will do a podcast, and then I'll go on eBay and buy the most ridiculous random crap, and then I'll do a podcast. And that'll, that'll be like, that'll be like my first day, you know? Hey, Ryan. Goose here. Hey, Goose. Solomon. More to talk about people than the Packers. All right. I'm Let's not particularly encouraged by the game, but I'm still going to cheer for them every week. Yeah. I was just listening to the episode of Packer Not After Dark that released today, and I was listening to Wayne talk, and then you talk about your family situation. Similar thing here. Um, my mother-in-law is dealing with ovarian cancer. Sorry to hear that. That is rough. So it kind of sucks that it hasn't been an escape football for us. But yeah, that's um, as you've alluded to, kind of come up a couple times. It, it, that that's tough, you know. Especially now with like, I mean, again, I'm, I've been unplugged from political stuff, which is great. But usually around this time, it's very tense and very anxiety-filled, and you need that thing to get away from and. It sucks when like you're really filled with anger and anxiety and stress about political stuff, and then you try to escape to football, and it's just as toxic, which actually makes a lot of sense to me why people are so angry right now, because that's probably a lot of what's going on, is <laughs> people are carrying their frustrations from one thing over here to the next thing. I don't know, probably to some degree. I just want to echo the sentiment that Let's just try to enjoy this season for what it is. If we can't look forward to a Super Bowl win, let's enjoy the individual players. Aaron Jones is a superstar out there, and I love watching him. Yep. Jair just shut everyone down that he was lined up against. Wonderful to watch. It brings me so much joy when LaShawn Gary just destroys a tackle and tackles them and the quarterback. Yep. He's a monster. At the same time, yeah, it's amazing. It's really fun. So I just wanted to say let's enjoy that and to 
tell people these bigger things. Yeah, I and I appreciate the call, man. It's always good to get that perspective. You know what I mean? I mean, hey, listen, I don't want to. I don't know. I, I I do this too much, where I I. I I speak my mind and whatnot on here, and it probably gives people the impression that I'm not welcome to call in. You call in about whatever you want, man. You want to be hyper-positive, hyper-negative. You want to call about pizza, um, whatever. Do that. I don't care. You do whatever you want to do. Um, But it's nice once in a while to kind of get a little perspective, kind of tone it down a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, I tell you what, we could keep going, but we've only got uh, six calls left. So please get your calls in 608-501-0718. Let me know what you're thinking, feeling, desiring. Tell me your deepest, darkest desires. And um, hopefully we'll have enough for tomorrow. We'll try to get caught up by tomorrow so that Sunday's episode can be like a brand new clean slate kind of thing. Does that make sense? Anyways, you guys have yourselves a great night. I will talk wrong button. Have a good one. Bye-bye.